You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Fame is a strange creature. It is both elusive and lucrative, and some people seek it by any means necessary. Nowadays, there's no such thing as bad publicity if it means keeping your name in the news. But for Helen, fame came at a steep price. She was born in 1897 in central Scotland, and from a very young age, the people around Helen knew something was off about her. She often scared classmates with grim warnings of the future, and she convinced many of them that she could talk to the dead. As she got older, Helen's... Um, gifts garnered her much acclaim and popularity among her neighbors. She often held seances in her home where she would not only conjure spirits related to those in attendance, but she would also produce ectoplasm from her mouth as though the dead were speaking through her. On rare occasions, phantoms would appear behind her, including some Helen referred to as her spirit guide to the other side. This spirit guide was a child named Peggy who would float above the crowd, her spectral gown flowing overhead. Unfortunately, Helen and the spirit world shared a common enemy, flash photography. During one of her seances, while Helen was blindfolded, a photographer in attendance snapped some pictures of the so-called phantoms the host had managed to summon. They were moving around behind her, wearing long white robes and stiff cherubic faces. It was hard to see in the dark, but once illuminated by the photographer's flash, it became clear exactly what the famous medium had actually managed to call forth. Masks, on coat hangers, wrapped in long white nightgowns. Oh, and that ectoplasm, or spiritual energy that Helen would sometimes spit up? That was nothing more than cheesecloth and egg whites. But Helen wasn't about to give up that easily. She honestly believed she had a talent, and during November of 1941, she put that talent on full display. Helen and her husband had recently moved to Portsmouth, the home of the Royal Navy, and during one of her sessions, she managed to conjure a sailor from the battleship HMS Barham. The sailor told the audience he had been killed in battle and gone down with the ship. A miraculous feat for anyone present, except for one problem— Nobody knew about that accident. Given her history, most people didn't put much faith in her powers. However, the Navy certainly did. As it turned out, a German sub really had sunk the HMS Barham months earlier and killed almost 900 of her crew. News of the sinking had been kept under wraps to fool the Nazis. The only people who knew were the relatives of the deceased, so there was no reason Helen would have known anything about what had transpired. Word about Helen's prediction spread, 
And a short while later, a Navy lieutenant attended a seance to get a look for himself at the wondrous Mrs. Duncan and was shocked by what he found. She'd manifested an apparition of his late aunt, as well as his sister who had recently passed away. The lieutenant left angry and confused and contacted a police officer soon after. That's because he had no aunt, nor a sister. The jig was up, as they say, and Helen found herself in a lot of trouble. You see, certain laws on the books hadn't been updated with the times. Mediums were popular in 1940s England, but many had been exposed as con artists and were often charged under antiquated edicts, such as the Vagrancy Act of 1824, as well as various conspiracy and larceny laws. After all, they were swindling well-intentioned folks out of hard-earned money. Helen's case, however, proved difficult. She protested aggressively on behalf of her innocence. She didn't see herself as a liar or a cheat. In her mind, she was the real deal, providing a much-needed service and form of relief to mourning loved ones. So prosecutors found another way to get her. They convicted her under the Witchcraft Act of 1735, and that earned her a jail sentence of nine months. Upon her release, she promised to not conduct another seance as long as she lived. She held on to that promise for 15 years, until 1956, when she was arrested again after violating the Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951, the act that had replaced the Witchcraft Act. Perhaps Helen Duncan was a fraud, or maybe she was the real deal. No one has been able to prove how she obtained her knowledge of the HMS Barham. But one thing is for sure. According to English history, she was the last witch who ever have her day in court. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon, 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like most of us, Annie had big plans for her life. But plans don't always work out, do they? In upstate New York in the 1850s, Annie's prospects were slim. She came from a big family with big needs, and after her father's death in 1850, Annie struck out on her own. She sought an education to become a schoolteacher. It was during this time when she met David. The two fell in love and eventually married. But like I said before, plans don't always work out. The couple had a child who didn't survive past infancy. David died a short time later. And poor Annie spent the next several decades floating from one odd job to the next. She opened her own dance studio in Michigan, then left to teach music up north, eventually making her way to San Antonio, Texas and Mexico City, before finally settling back in Michigan. Times were changing. America had entered the 20th century and Annie was getting older. She had no long-term financial solution to fall back on, and retirement was out of the question. Most women at the time would have looked for simple ways of keeping their situation, but not Annie. She needed to make a splash to stay afloat. Literally. Her idea was simple. On October 24th of 1901, her 63rd birthday in fact, she would pack herself into an oak pickle barrel and launch herself over Niagara Falls. Like I said before, simple, right? Now, understandably, she had trouble finding people to help her. Few wanted to be responsible for a woman killing herself in the most ostentatious way possible. Yet she continued with her plan, and even did a test run a few days before the main event. Not with herself, mind you. No, she used a cat. And don't worry, the cat survived, and 48 hours after it emerged from the barrel, Annie stepped inside her own. It was lined with a mattress to absorb some of the impact, and a rescue team was established at the base of the falls to retrieve her once the barrel reached the bottom. She planned for everything, it seems. Annie and the barrel rode out toward Goat Island, situated at the top of the falls, along with some of her friends. She tossed the barrel overboard and climbed inside while her associates screwed the lid down tight. Then they used a bicycle pump to compress the air inside the barrel which they then sealed off with a cork. And that was it. The time had come for Annie to make good on her promise, and hopefully make a little money at the same time. 
The current carried the barrel down the river and over the falls, where it plummeted to the waters below. The team of rescuers found her and, fearing the worst, pried the barrel open. They peered inside. There was Annie, her head smeared with blood. A little worse for wear, but she was still alive. She'd done it. Annie Edson Taylor had become the first woman to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel and live to tell the tale. Which she did often, of course. Not long after her stunt, Annie went on a brief speaking tour. When asked whether she'd ever try it again, she was quoted as saying, I would sooner walk up to the mouth of a cannon, knowing it was going to blow me to pieces, than make another trip over the falls. Still, her speaking engagements didn't garner her the financial security that she hoped for. She took to posing for pictures with tourists and planned on doing another plunge several years later, but nothing ever came of it. She spent her final years once again bouncing around from job to job, at one time finding herself conducting seances as a medium before passing away in 1921 in relative obscurity. Since her stint, Annie's life and experiences have inspired numerous stories, television specials, and even a stage musical. However, it has inspired rumors as well. One such rumor involved a stowaway inside her barrel. According to reports at the time, the cat that went over the falls days before Annie's stunt hadn't been the only feline involved. Apparently, a black cat had been placed beside Annie before she was sealed inside her barrel. And when that barrel was recovered and opened, they say, the cat emerged unharmed, except for one small change. All its black fur had turned white. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.